species that we can manifest these ideas and create something amazing. Opportunities are like diamonds. Now there's something very exhilarating about having a dream so big that it kind of scares you a little bit. It gives you drive, it gives you ambition, it gives you motivation, something amazing that you can walk towards.
don't fit so great as it is. So, I think it's just nicer for me to uh, live in a cool, gray, sunless environment. Although, I don't know, I'd probably just end up missing the sun. It's a love-hate kind of relationship I think we have going. The sun loves me, and I hate it. <laughs> anyway. Welcome back again. This is, I believe episode 22 I may be mistaken I have not tried to I guess focus too hard on it I recently heard something about how it's easy to start but difficult to continue and I couldn't agree more it's uh it's true you know at the beginning you might have so much to say but you can blow through that pretty quickly And then you're just kind of stuck. Well, not stuck, but left with the task of coming back each week. Luckily for me, there isn't really so much a running theme for the show, so much as it is more or less a weekly audio diary that I selflessly share with all the world. <laughs> it doesn't feed my ego at all. No, no, not at all. Especially not when last week's episode got more downloads than I think the previous five episodes combined. And it's a weird thing how these podcasts work. I noticed pretty early on sometimes an episode will just get downloads because something in the title for whatever reason might be something getting searched by people and I gotta figure 
they might be a little disappointed when they come across this. And it's just some grown idiot complaining to himself and mumbling and groaning and all the fun stuff that I do here. But it also does seem like some people hang out. So for those of you hanging out, thank you. I appreciate you sharing this time with me. Not to get too heavy, but, you know, sometimes when I'm not feeling so great in my mind or in my emotions, I have found it very, very soothing to just hear someone else kind of going through it themselves. Sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes that can be more than enough to soothe the anxiety away. So I know from going through it myself that it can become a very personal thing you know I feel like I have many many friends in podcasts that I have never met yet I almost know them maybe too well uncomfortably well (laughs) I would say but I think that's kind of the whole point of this is uh, it's almost like no matter what you always have someone to listen to you know I think a lot about maybe people who work odd hours, late night, overnight, early mornings, and sometimes you just need something to fill the silence that might otherwise be in your head. So, I'm happy to do that. Very much so. Anyway, 
before I drift along too far, I hesitate to plug my all-new Patreon page. So, I am basically stealing this from Blind Boy's podcast, but screw it, here it goes. I don't have any sponsors on this show, obviously from being such a small independent show, but that's fine. I know there is at least a few of you out there who seem to enjoy this week to week, and while I don't imagine I'll be making a full-time living out of this anytime soon, any little bit that you are willing to share, I would very much, very, very much greatly appreciate it. That would help keep the show ad-free, which I have decided I will not splice in any ads. Luckily, my feed provider does not require it of me, because I pay them to host my show. But anything that you can help me with would be phenomenal. Of course, if you are not in a position to help, be it you don't have a job or there isn't just enough money to go around to give to some idiot on the internet, that's perfectly fine. You can enjoy the show for free. I will love you anyway. Anyone who can pitch in a few dollars a month, you are not just paying for yourself, but you're paying for other people to enjoy the show ad-free as well. So, if you can, patreon.com slash 2ampod that is T-W-O-A-M-P-O-D one word I greatly appreciate it and here's to a brighter future together so Obviously, this uh, Patreon is a new development for the show. I will go in and put a link in the description for not just this show, but previous episodes. And 
it is something that I, a decision that I didn't make too lightly, but now that I've been doing this fairly regularly for a few months now, I would love, I would be ecstatic if I could just do this to sustain myself. Uh, that might be a possibility in the future. But at least as of now, it seemed like this would be an acceptable time to do, to take this step. Now that I have managed to sober myself up and in sobering up I don't know I, I suppose I find myself with more hope more love for myself more more of a willingness to really give this a try and again if at the end of the day I <laughs> don't make any money or grow too large of a fan base uh, and just can't really sustain myself with this I am still just glad to share my thoughts and maybe help someone who might not even know they needed help otherwise. I don't know. It's, it was it's nerve-wracking to even <laughs> put that out there, but I think like the intro to the show says is sometimes you can have such fantastic dreams. And it's nice to have a goal, something to work towards, something to hope for. So, yeah, if you can, I would love you forever. If you can't, don't worry about it. The show is still for you.
So, uh, I mentioned, I think I mentioned a moment ago, but didn't fully finish the thought about, uh, certain episodes getting traction just for possibly just the title or something that gets mentioned within the first episode that really did that is I don't know the episode number but the title is When Asa Phelps Died Now I don't know if it's just Simpsons fans, (laughs) you know, seeking out Asa Phelps trivia, (laughs) I don't know what it might be, I don't know if it's punk rock kids looking up trivia about the song. But, up until my last episode, that was, for whatever reason, one of the better performing episodes. And then, like a juggernaut, the last episode seemed to just gain, gain downloads day after day, really up until yesterday, it's still getting downloaded, and I think it's just because I titled the episode Lo-Fi Mike, (laughs) and I didn't put too much of a thought into it, I just needed to title the episode something. since it was the return episode of me using this setup that I'm using now talking into literally a microphone called the lo-fi mic I think I may have let down a few uh, hipsters out there looking for some sick beats. So if you somehow listened last week and are tuning in this week, I apologize if I did let you down. (laughs) I do make all types of musical audio nonsense but it's not really something I put on here other than maybe the intros and outros and the soft little bit of music underneath the talking but I don't know that 
and that coffee was strong. I am thinking I might make that part of the Patreon where I just put up the music that I otherwise just hold on to. Not that I don't post music other places, but I also just make a lot of stuff that I wouldn't say is bad, but I also really wouldn't say is particularly good. But, uh, yeah. I'd say that's a decision for another day, another time, another back channel. Speaking of the bat, I, uh, I watched Dark Knight again a couple was it a couple weeks back? A few days back? I don't even remember now. Did it as kind of a palate cleanser for all the Marvel bullshit I sat through. And man, that movie you know, there's it's it's uh it's apples and oranges, you know. one to the other, but just my personal preference, nothing touches that movie. That, uh, that Christopher Nolan really knows what he's doing. And not just in, not just in Dark Knight, I, I, have enjoyed just about everything he's put out, but again, within the realm of quote-unquote superhero movies, Dark Knight is just way too awesome. I uh, re-watched it because I learned recently that the chase there's a chase scene when uh, Harvey Dent is in an armored truck and the Joker and his crew are trying to capture Harvey I believe they're shooting at the armored truck and from a semi-truck, and then the bat shows up, and they do their whole thing, right before they capture the Joker, and apparently a good ch- 
chunk of that whole sequence was done in miniatures which just fucking blew my mind I, I don't know it just made me love that movie even more because watching the sequence everything is cut together so fucking smooth everything it, it, the whole scene has a, a like a vis a visceral tension of it being a car chase there's fucking explosions and shit that happen you know like but the whole thing is just so before I even found out that it was a miniature I actually particularly liked that scene uh, I think he's in the it starts off with Batman and the Bat Tumbler and then he ends up shooting out on the bike on the motorcycle which man again just I remember seeing that in the theater back in the day, and that was just fucking awesome. But then to learn that it was miniatures, like, fuck. Someone made that to scale, to match some fucking corridor, whatever the hell that is, in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, not in Pittsburgh, in, in Chicago, I think it's... Well, Gotham City, but... Oh, man, yeah. Just... Freaking amazing. But, uh... Talking about amazing... Continuing in what might be a short-lived series review, and I'll get more into that next week. But after watching Captain America, the first Avenger, the next movie watching in chronological order is Captain Marvel the second Avenger <laughs> I'm kidding that's not the subtitle I don't even know if that movie had a subtitle so I remember few years ago when that movie came out apparently some people were upset because Captain Marvel was allegedly gay and I sat through this whole movie I, what was there to be offended about? I mean, it's a fucking Disney movie. <laughs> like, 
it's not like there was a fucking strap-on scene or gratuitous fucking oral sex between women or something like there wasn't any kind of anything I mean I I paid enough attention to the movie but if I hadn't known beforehand that there was the controversy of Veers as uh I think she's known for most of the movie. I I wouldn't have known that Homegirl was gay. I mean... Yeah. Again. Kids gloves. Disney. Vide. Homosexuality. I guess it's still enough to uh, get people worked up. So, anyway. This movie kind of confused me a bit. Apparently, Captain Marvel was in the Air Force. And somehow some way she ends up on a different planet uh I think her blood is green or blue or some bullshit point is it's not red human blood um whatever planet she's on apparently they're at war with the scroll and surprise surprise it turns out that the scroll are just well meaning beings and the bad guy turns out to be Captain Marvel's planet people I don't know. I'll say this. The movie takes place in what is supposed to be early to mid-90s Los Angeles. And man, it was pretty fucking cool to see. There's a, a right up top in the movie there's a whole sequence with what we used to call out here the blue line I think it's called like the B line or something now they changed it to letters or I don't know point is it's not by color anymore like it used to be but seeing those old old school blue line trains like man that took me back in a way I was not expecting. It's not to say that the trains that we have now aren't beautiful in their own way. But something about seeing the old color palette 
was charmingly nostalgic. Not just the train, uh, they also managed to get in several shots of the old uh, metro buses. And again, same thing, you know, something about that old school color palette, even the style of the bus, you know, the, they used to be like these raised platform kind of deals, uh, very different from the ones now, you know, the ones now you can just kind of step onto and the flooring is fairly flat and low to the ground. Not like it used to be, basically. You used to have to, like, walk up a few steps on these old buses. But, um... Yeah. I will say, I enjoyed that. So, Captain Marvel, human person, somehow becomes an alien somehow doesn't remember being a human or something I don't know even though these this planet that she's living on everyone basically looks like a human uh, and she ends up getting captured by the scroll ends up escaping ends up landing on planet Earth. Once on planet Earth, again, one of the better things in these movies, Samuel L. Jackson. Now, it's funny because this movie I don't know, like number 15 or something in uh, in order of release. So, uh, it was kind of a given, but still pretty funny. Fury meets Captain Marvel. English motherfucker, do you speak it? And they end up working together throughout the rest of the movie to I guess keep the scroll from getting their hands on some kind of propulsion technology that was designed by Captain Marvel's girlfriend. Somehow, some way, because I just can't quite remember it at the moment we found out that the scroll were harmless 
the real bad guy ends up being Captain Marvel's old jujitsu partner. And we learn that on Earth there is a species of alien known as a flurkin. These flurkin are <laughs> highly dangerous. <laughs> it just looks like a normal house cat. Somewhere after most of the action pieces, Samuel L. Jackson is petting the Flurkin uh, because the Flurkin has eaten the Tesseract. Uh, I didn't mention it in the previous review with uh, Captain America, but most of that movie is more or less based around securing the Tesseract. This movie is no different. The Flurkin ends up eating the Tesseract. Samuel Jackson asks the cat, English motherfucker, do you speak it? The Flurkin ends up apparently scratching his eye out. <laughs> Which is <laughs> kind of fucking lame <laughs> for how he ends up missing an eye, but alright, whatever. It was a flurkin. And the movie ends with Samuel L. Jackson writing up the proposal for what will become S.H.I.E.L.D. Roll credits. So, this movie wasn't bad, but I also wouldn't say it was great. It's just kind of was what it was. One of the better moments was Stan Lee riding the blue line. I'm sorry, actually, that would have been the... No, yeah, it was the... No, it would have been the green line. Holy shit. Anyway. Stan Lee on the metro train reading the script for Mallrats. That was pretty damn awesome. Just because, I don't know, something about the 90s and that, that kind of unfair uh, nostalgia tug. But hey, it fucking worked on me. Made me smile. Uh, again, Captain Marvel was supposed to be gay 
there was absolutely zero sexy time to confirm that in the movie. Pretty fucking lame. Again, I know, children's movie, Disney, fine. But, uh, overall, being at least a week away from watching it, fairly forgettable, just kind of fine as mindless boom, boom, and pew, pew kind of modern cinema, I suppose. So, like I said, not terrible, but also not really good. I'll give Captain Marvel two and a half stars out of five. Then comes the movie that started it all. Robert Downey Jr. at one of the lowest points in his career as Iron Man, the third Avenger. (laughs) And I didn't really like this movie when it came out. And I suppose as a preview of next week, I liked it even less watching it here in 2021. If you want to know why, please feel free to join me again next week. If you can, please rate and review the show. My understanding is that will somehow help my ranking or exposure. But I'm also fine with those of you who just happen to stumble across this thing and are kind enough to join me as I continue to struggle through it all. Again, as well, patreon.com slash 2ampod, that is T-W-O-A-M-P-O-D, those of you that can, thank you. Those of you that can't, don't worry about it. So, for now, I will leave you here. I will not spin my tires much longer. So, as always, take care of yourself, children.